The Koffler Gallery is proud to present the world premiere of a heart-wrenching and fascinating exhibition, The Synagogue at Babinyar, Turning the Nightmares of Evil into a Shared Dream of Good. Opening on the eve of Yom HaShoah, April 17th, and running until November, the multidisciplinary exhibition tells the bittersweet story of the Babinyar Synagogue, which stands on the grounds of the first large-scale massacre of the Holocaust in 1941. Experience the full historical, political, artistic, and spiritual context of this incredible monument for the first time. The exhibition is free of charge. To learn more, visit KofflerArts.org. ובדורות האחרונים שבו לארצם בהמונים וחלוצים מעפילים ומגנים הפריחו נשמות. It's an actual parchment scroll with Hebrew letters. It has the wooden handles, and it looks just like the ones we use in synagogues for other festivals such as Purim and the Book of Esther. This Declaration of Independence scroll, though, is a relatively new tradition. The Zionist organization officials launched it only two years ago, but they hope it catches on. The original Declaration of Independence wasn't read off of a fancy scroll. It was reportedly just a plain piece of office paper typed up at the Jewish National Fund building and rushed over for David Ben-Gurion to read on May the 14th, 1948. But like many of the objects in David Matlow's new book called 75 Treasures, these tell an important part of the history of Israel and the Jewish people over the last century. The book's just been released in time for Israel's 75th birthday, and Matlow is the man behind the CJN's popular treasure trove column. Every week, he picks one artifact at a time from his vast personal collection of Zionist memorabilia. So on today's episode, I've invited David to share some of the origin stories of the treasures in his book. And if you listen right through to the end, we've got a quiz for you. You can test your chops on Israel's history and get the chance to win a free copy of the book. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, April the 26th, 2023. Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Israel's 75th birthday. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. So, what does Jeopardy co-host and former Big Bang Theory star Mayim Bialik have to do with Israel's 75th birthday? And why does the winner of the Tour de France bicycle race wear a yellow jersey? And what year did the Dead Sea Scrolls leave Israel and go on display in Montreal? Well, here's your chance to test out your knowledge as David Matlow joins me now from Toronto. Thank you, Ellen. It's great to be back. Well, congratulations. We're speaking about, of course, your new book. I've seen your treasure trove ideas, but how did you decide that all this good stuff that's been in the treasure trove column needed to be in a book? The notion was one item with a very short description, approximately 250 words. And as I started to do it over the course of the two years, I realized that each segment tells a story, but when you string them all together, it's telling the story of Israel and the Jewish people's connection to that story and in 
particular, the, the participation as well of Canadians and Americans in that story. So, and British. Or, and British as well. But really, I, I guess more, more generally, that the creation and the continue the dream and the realization and the support of the state of Israel was an international story, a partnership between Israelis um, who, who live in Israel and those of us around the world. And it, it occurred to me, if you string them together, you really can tell the story in an interesting way. Let's break down okay. now some of the some of the most interesting. Uh, I mean, they're all fascinating, but some of the most interesting treasures. Let's start with one artifact that has a connection to the Big Bang Theory actor and podcaster, Mayim Bialik. There's How a, is it related to Israel? <laughs> well, the, there's a banknote in the book that features Chaim Nachman Bialik. Uh, schools are named after Bialik. He was a very important author, poet. He was the, the literary, uh, Hebrew literary brains, essentially, behind the 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 spirit towards the creation of the the state of Israel and uh, a commentator from his days in Europe, a very famous um, poem he wrote about the Kishinev pogrom, critical about the passivity of Jewish people in that area, Moldova, in light of that, um, that pogrom, moving on to living in Tel Aviv, and uh, and commenting and writing about the the dream of a Jewish homeland. His great great niece, I believe, she is related, is Mind Bialik from the Big Bang Theory, Jeopardy's Jeopardy. She's a very ardent supporter, outspoken supporter of Israel, and she comes by that honestly, being a relative of Chaim Nachman Bialik himself. This is what I love how you you think, because, for example, we're talking about this kind of be coming up in the summer. The Tour de France happens every year. And yet it's linked to a famous case of anti-Semitism and a yellow jersey. So that relates to the case of Alfred Dreyfus. Dreyfus was a Jewish officer in the French army who, in 1894, was wrongfully charged and then convicted of spying on behalf of the Germans. It was, a, it was a false case, and he was later uh, vindicated and released. But that trial uh, was very controversial in France because there were pro-Dreyfus people and anti-Dreyfus people, and it wasn't really only about whether he was guilty or not guilty, but his Jewishness was relevant, and it brought to the surface of French society, what had been percolating below it, which was anti-Semitism. And so um, there was a newspaper, which was an anti-Dreyfus sports newspaper, if you can believe it, about bicycles and cars. Its position was anti-Dreyfus, and it wanted to promote itself. And so it decided to have a bicycle race to promote the newspaper. And that became the Tour de France. That newspaper was written on yellow paper. And so the yellow jersey that the leader of the Tour de France wears daily is because of the yellow print in that newspaper. As an aside, it was that very same Dreyfus trial that was the impetus, not the only reason, but really the spark that started Herzl 
to begin to envision and work towards the creation of the Jewish state, the state of Israel, which we're celebrating the 75th birthday of. You also have some artifacts, lots of connections, as you said at the outset, to Canada. Uh, For example, the Montreal Expo 67 of some of our listeners are probably old enough to have gone or remember it. But this was uh, the World Exposition in, in 1967 in Montreal. But there was a very important Israeli pavilion there. What was so Uh, unusual about one of the artifacts that the Israeli government antiquities people allowed to come out of Israel. So this was our centennials, and I'm old enough to remember going to Expo 67. I was six years old at the time. Me too, me too. And do the math. Um, And that pavilion included pieces of the Dead Sea Scrolls. I think it was one of the first times, or maybe the first time, that Israel allowed portions of the Dead Sea Scrolls to to leave the country. They're usually at the Shrine of the Book at the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. But it's interesting why Israel wanted to um, have that in our pavilion. Of course, Expo 67, celebrating our centennial, Canada's centennial was one of, was one of the, the biggest world's fairs to that time because in 1967, every country was friendly with Canada, so everybody came. And it was important for Israel because at the time, this was Before the Six-Day War, the Six-Day War happened in the middle of the World's Fair, but it was Israel's response to suggestions that there is no historical connection between the state of Israel and the land of Israel on which the state is located. So it shows this is not an an issue that came in the 90s or the the 2010s or the 20-teens or now, this allegation that Israel has no connection to this ancestral homeland was something that was an issue in the 50s and the 60s. And Israel was trying to answer that by saying, here, the Dead Sea Scrolls found in, in, uh, by the Dead Sea was from our hist- shows our historical connection. Well, you bring up a point that I might as well raise when we talk about the JNF blue box that you have in the book, a hundred year old blue box to collect uh, charity to reclaim the land with the Jewish National Fund. You didn't shy away or you didn't ignore the more recent revision of how people look at the reclaiming of the land through the JNF and how was the founding of the state of Israel is seen as the realization of Zionist dream. It also had an impact on the Arab population. You didn't ignore it completely. I make the point in the introduction that Israel is a treasure. Israel is the treasure, although I'm showing 75 treasures in the book. Israel is the treasure. But even if a treasure is somehow tarnished, uh, dented, not perfect, it still is a treasure. So um, it, it, the book is also intended to be a celebration of Israel's 75th birthday, and it's not a it's not a history book that's intending to tell all sides of the story, but it does suggest that it's hard. And one of the items that that um, I find most meaningful in the book is a copy of Old Neuland, which is Herzl's book, Old New Land written in 1902. It's his utopian vision of what the new society, the state of Israel, would would look like in the future. And in that book, uh, the Jews and Arabs get along famously because it's good for everyone. That's what Herzl was envisioning. This particular edition is in five languages, English, Hebrew, 
Arabic, Russian, and Amharic. That was Herzl's vision. That's the item, the aspirational item in, in 75 treasures. And that hopefully is what we will see one day. The story is still being told. Well, who knows what the 100 treasure book will look like 25 years from now. One of the treasures in the book resonated with me a lot, which was the ad for Israel bonds. But the inscription with this ad says, with every purchase, quote, you also invest in the dignity of man and in the future of democracy. So this book lands, your book lands right in the middle of when Israel's democracy is at one of its most uh, turbulent times. How do you think your book is going to add to the discussion, if at all, or impact what's happening in, in Israel at the moment? For all of us, it's to do two things. To remind ourselves of the miracle. What a story. What a miracle to, for us to be privileged to live at a time when the state of Israel exists. Something that our grandparents at least my case had the opportunity to see happen and live there, but my great grandparents and hundred generations before them dreamed of. But it's also a warning to us that just because we have it doesn't mean we can't lose it. And that particular reference, um, and the, the book was conceived before the, the chaos that we're witnessing now, but it is a reminder of the purpose of the exercise. The challenge to us is to not be frustrated, not give our, throw our hands up in the air and say it's too messy, but roll up our sleeves and whatever our perspectives are for what the state of Israel is to help work towards it. UJA's Walk with Israel is happening this Victoria Day, Monday, May 22nd. Join thousands of community members for the world's largest Israel Solidarity Walk, followed by an epic Israeli-themed beach party to celebrate Israel's 75th birthday. Get all the details by visiting walkwithisrael.com. This is our moment to unite as one strong and proud Jewish community, religious and secular, left and right, Jews and allies. Everyone belongs at the Walk with Israel. Register before May 19th. And if you use the promo code CJN, you can save 10% on all Walk Bundle packages. To register, visit walkwithisrael.com. And David, we're going to end off with a contest for our listeners and viewers because to celebrate the 75th anniversary, we're having a giveaway. This is how it's going to work. David, you have 10 copies and we have a question and I'll let you ask it. If you get this skill testing question right, you can email me at ebessner at thecjn.ca with the answer. And if you're right, the first 10 people to get it right, we will send you in the mail a physical copy of David's book. How does that sound? All right? Sounds great. Let's do it. All right, so it. I'm going to let you give the skill testing question. The question is, which member of a Jewish underground spy ring was walking in the desert with dates in his pocket, was killed by a Turkish soldier, and buried in the desert. A date tree grew from the dates in his pocket, which after the Six-Day War enabled Israel to find where this person was buried and bring him back to be reburied in Israel. 
what was the name of that spy? Okay, great question. And I'm looking forward to all your answers. David, thank you so much again for returning to the CJN Daily. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Ellen. And Chag Ha'atzma'ut, Sameach, Happy Independence Day to everybody. Now, you can get a digital copy right away of David's book, an e-version, if you want to go to his website and download it. We've put the link in our show notes. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Louise Gutman Frankel in Las Vegas. And we'll end the show with a bit of what it sounded like in Israel last night when the country's Independence Day ceremony was broadcast on national television. And a Canadian had a starring role. Former Montrealer Sylvan Adams was one of the 12 honorees who got to light a torch. He moved to Israel about seven years ago. He's been investing heavily in bringing Israel's cycling and music and even soccer to the world stage. He spoke mainly in Hebrew, but he did slip in a few paragraphs in English. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. I chose to live here in the homeland of the Jewish people, the homeland that belongs to all of us, Israelis and diaspora Jews. We are one people. Am Israel Chai. Anige'e lehiot Israeli, ulatiferet medinat Israel.